Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome to the Balance Podcast. It's uh, me, your host, James Gill. I don't know why I've said my name. 120-odd episodes in. What a bizarre time. To start weaving that in, it won't happen again. I apologise. Ego, don't know what happened. Something happened. Uh, thanks for joining us. Clara Amfo is the guest. Uh, sweet mama, what, what an absolute hero. Uh, someone who's achieved so much. Radio and TV personality. Uh, I've also seen her host movie premieres at Leicester Square. And every time she absolutely nails it. That is not an easy gig and she makes it look... Like she's shelling peas. Because <laughs> what you've got to do is you're, you're chatting with these A-list Hollywood icons and making it feel like the most natural thing ever. Rather than, you know, making this up. But rather than, oh God, it's Hugh Jackman. You've got, you know, you, you, you're making it feel very natural. And she's always so perfect at that. Uh, obviously her BBC Radio 1 Live Lounge. Uh, a huge hit on that. She's just absolutely beloved, and so we've never met or chatted before. And so, as you'll hear, straight from hello, we're off. Sometimes when you do, when you can imagine when you do a podcast, you might have a uh, a pre-podcast chat just to explain or just to uh, ease them in, I guess. But with Clara, boom, off, away, uh, an absolute natural. So this was, this was... On a self, the reason why I'm telling you this on a selfish level is because maybe you'll be able to relate to it as well. I'm finding lockdown three very tricky. The homeschooling, the weather, the grinding monotony. I'm looking out my window now and it is grey. And so to chat with Clara, it it was, I feel like I need to wire her my uh, my therapist's fee because it just had that impact of of brightening my mood, lifting my spirit, improving my mental health. Uh, yeah, I can't thank her enough. So I'm hoping that Clara will have the same impact on you. Uh, and as I say in the chat, as Derek Trotter, the great Derek Trotter would say, she's got both feet firmly on the terracotta, which is some going given the life and career that she has. So uh, thanks very much, Clara, on a, on a personal level. And uh, I think by the end of the chat, you'll be saying the same. So here she is, the wonderful Clara Amfo. Hello. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all the better f- for hearing your lovely voice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> nice to meet you. Always be comedy. Yeah. Oh, well, yes. Uh, I, I really must change that name. 
I am looking rough AF, I'm not going to lie. I fell asleep on my sofa, hence why you can only see a picture of me from when I was six years old. Good for um, you. I mean, look, it is a podcast, it's the medium of, of the voice, isn't it? So, uh... Absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, please, I'll tell you what, as someone who is no stranger to falling asleep on the sofa... Yeah. Where do you, where do you stand on that? Because it's a fine line between thinking winning at life and but then also what am I doing so what I mean by that is I'll fall asleep on the sofa as I'm drifting off I'll be thinking this is what a lovely thing to do and then, yeah. I wake, and then when I wake up in my clothes I'm like oh oh god you know yeah I mean do you know what it depends the clothes it depends what clothes you fall asleep in like you fall asleep in a pair of jeans and it's like oh for fuck's sake and then it's just really uncomfortable but if I fall asleep in like jogging bottoms I'm like well I may as well fucking stay here so yes. you know it's all about it's all about the, the sartorial choice pre sofa slumber. I tell you what, I've read I've read self help books that have given me less uh, positive information that, than you've just given me there. <laughs> you've inspired me to wear more tracksuits on an evening. Oh my! Listen, man, the minute I get in my house, the first thing I do is find the elasticated waistband and a and a bra without an underwire. That's all like. Trust me, any woman you know will tell you the same thing as well. This sounds like it's, heaven. We're, it's we're, a delight. And then that is why you can fall asleep from the sofa. You know, it's just pure joy. Pure, I'm, I'm, I'm writing all this down. Track is... Please e- do. Track is evening equals pure joy. Exactly. Exactly. Um, how are you... I, I, will, I will... We've only just met, but I will overshare straight off the bat, Clara. Please do. How are you? I, I, I'm I'm fine. I'm a I'm a, a very almost annoyingly positive chap, right? Um, but he, even I, Mister Positive, Mister Sunshine, even I'm finding lockdown three a, a struggle. How, how, oh, it's the worst. Yeah. Oh, it's horrendous. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. Like, you know, I'm I'm a positive person, but also I think for me. And I guess we'll get into that during this podcast if we're not recording already. Yes, we are. Sorry, <laughs> like, yes, um... yes. Oh, we're recording anyway. Okay, cool. I'll tell you yeah, what I'm like... going to do as well. I'm going to, I'm going to, as, as, one, as you can see from my thick head of hair, as one of life's great warriors, I'm also double recording on my... Fantastic. Have you ever, had that? Have, you ever, have you ever interviewed someone and then it's not recorded? Oh, gosh. No, do you know what? Luckily, I think I've, I've been all right. I've been all right been all right we've had some close calls though definitely so like, oh shit and they're like oh, okay yeah but have you had a nightmare before when i was when i was a sports reporter and i'm going back nearly 20 this was nearly 20 years ago i, I used to cover crystal palace right i went i went up to the training ground and they got this new signing michael hughes right i got this exclusive interview with him but the, i'm so old i'm going back to cassettes and i got <laughs> i got back to the office played the cassette and it was just fresh air Oh no! Yeah, yeah. I, I, so, I mean, what? How did you recover? I just had to. I had to. I mean, you should never. Obviously, you should never do this. I just had to go by what I remembered that he'd said. And you got away with the article well. I got away. I got away with it. He's a. He's a lovely guy, and he. he he's a very positive guy. So everything he was saying was very positive. About you know. So there was, right. There was nothing. There was nothing that I could have put in there that was. I feel like I can feel my cheeks blushing, Clara. Like I'm confessing to some crime. Oh, please, it's fine. <laughs> no, no judgment. 
Look, let me, I'll put my video on very quickly. Can you see how, like, look. Oh, oh look at that. Oh, that is amazing. And these, that is my Christmas. And that's Destiny's the D child. That's the D child behind you. Yeah, it is DC three. But, um, Oh Amazing. Jesus, Lord have mercy. Yeah. We've, I got one of my dots for spots on my forehead. They're so good. They're like these little dots of like salicylic acid. They like burn your, your white heads away. They're fantastic. Oh, Sorry. God. Carry on the therapy session. So yeah. No, yeah you remember right. it. At the end of this, at the end of this chat, I'm going to wire over the fee that I would usually pay my therapist. <laughs> No, it was it was fine. It was fine. You know, he'd not said anything controversial. But you do you do hear stories of people getting to the end of the recording. Oh, we never pressed record. You know that sort of thing. Stress, 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 stress. Um, oh, this, um, the thought of that just makes me. <gasps> but anyway, this is recording, so it's all good. It's bless all your good. heart. Thank you. May, may I just say? I, yes, I'm mate. I'm chatting with someone right now. There, are, there are very few people who. Seem to have the world by the tail like you do quite now. These past, ah. but not just these past few months, but these past few years. I mean, it's it's all doing the the, the listener can't see this, but I'm basically just doing an upward trajectory. I mean, it's all <laughs> coming up, Clara, isn't it? Oh man, it's um, it's been a very uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's funny actually because I'm in the process of like trying to move house, which probably isn't the smartest thing to do in the middle of a global pandemic, but you know. That's me, yeah, life yeah. on the edge. Um, <laughs> and obviously, and in the process, you know, I've just been trying to like clear out my flat and just, you know, just just keep the things I really, really need. And in that, I've been finding like all my sort of mementos. So I keep like ticket stubs and like festival sort of wristbands and like my like my I got my first temporary pass from like when I went to demo at like one extra um when I was working at KISS and just all these little things and and you know and I keep I always keep my question cards from like big interviews that I do or like if I've done like a premiere like because I've got like a question card from like when I did like the Jay-Z interview yeah. name just dropped from the sky there yeah, um, yeah. I like a question card from like I don't know like the Lion King premiere or like whatever I just I keep all these little things and I just was like and I was just looking at them like in a box the other day and I was like, you know what, babe, you like, like, keep going. Like, it, like, cause I think often, I think everyone can attest to this, no matter what kind of job you do, if you're passionate about what you do, or even if you're not, to be honest, and you're just getting on with it, you focus so much on just sometimes get, just getting to the next point that you don't enjoy the sweet bit in the middle as much as you should. Like, and it's not like, you know, it's not like I've been completely devoid of emotion during my professional career. But looking back now, you know, they always say that retrospect is 2020, don't they? And I think there are times where I could have just allowed myself to be like, Clara, yeah, like this is happening. Like soak it in. You deserve to be here. You've worked to be in this moment. Like take it in. But it's that thing of like, you're so like, it's like a hamster wheel, isn't it? And then it's only now I'm like, damn, all right. Like 2019 was all right. So it was 2018. Like 2020 like was just, well, I mean, I'm still trying to figure that one out. <laughs> like, yeah. We'll all, be, we'll all be figuring that one out for years to come, I guess. Yeah, we? man. Well, I mean, you mentioned there the Lion King premiere. So I took my, mm. I took my, she's now five. So what would she have been three or four at the Lion King premiere? So I took her to that. And even, even now uh, she's five. She's not going to appreciate how amazing that event was. Probably until oh she's in her teenage years. 
Now, you will back me up on this. Yeah. Meghan and Harry, when they arrived, it, they, got a, they got a cheer and applause. Yeah. However, nothing, <laughs> nothing, you know where I'm going with this. Oh, I know exactly where you're going. If you were Harry or if you were Harry or Meghan, you'd be thinking, "Well, we've just gone down a storm." And then <laughs> Beyonce and Jay Z arrived, and honestly, it was it was as if the other two may as well have got booed in comparison to the noise that was made. It, it was, was quite something. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that was um, that was wild. And the thing is, but I think I, ironically. And I think very sweetly, I'm sure Harry and Meghan were just as excited as the rest of yeah. us. <laughs> I mean, like you saw, you saw the exchange, like like the next day, like on the news, like them talking. You can see like Harry and Meghan were just both like, "Oh my god, it's Jay Z and Beyonce." Um, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was like it, it was just really surreal because I think you know what, doing doing the job that I do, doing the job that you do, I think you're used to meeting people who do public facing jobs and obviously like there, there's levels to this shit and there's and there's and that's no there's no shame in that and it's not saying that anyone is you know intrinsically better than anyone but some people are just more well known and as you know Beyonce is better than everyone <laughs> why am I lying <laughs> but like you know Beyonce and Jay-Z have got that level of stardom that's almost it's almost unreal and I remember you know before, because I had to introduce um, John Favreau on stage, like the rest of the cast, and we were in a holding area, and I just had to introduce Meghan and Harry. I remember in, in this in the viewing, I had to say like the yeah. official of your lords, ladies and gentlemen. It was all very yeah. official. Um, and after that, we had to go back into the waiting room, and I was in this room, and it was like me, Pharrell, <laughs> oh um, Billy Eichner. Uh, Keegan Michael Key, El- <gasps> Sir Elton John, like it was just, and then, um, uh, oh god, I've gone completely blank on the uh, Florence Kasumba, yeah. um, and then Beyonce arrived, and I could see like her side profile, I could literally see that perfect bum and her long hair, like just lightly bouncing off it at the corner. And I was like, oh, and her yellow, like she had sort of like, like this sort of like velvety mustard yellow dress. I remember thinking, oh my god. Oh my god! I'm lit. I, I, and obviously this is like pre like Corona. This is like July. This is. Just, I remember the days very specifically. The 14th of July, 2019. How about mm. that? Um, and I remember just thinking, oh my god, like that's Beyonce. And it it just and it's and it's those moments that uh, you know they 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 come back to you. And they hit you solely, and it's and and I think you know they're they're affirming. You know, because look, as we speak, I've got a Destiny Child Zoom background. I wish I had. You know, <laughs> and, you know, I, I grew up listening to their music. I am forever in awe of her as a solo artist. And never in my wildest dreams, I think. Well, it's weird because I, I thought maybe I could meet her one day. But then, you know, but then I think it's that thing. I think. You know the theory of sort of like willing things into existence and 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 and, and you know visualization. I do. I actually do believe in it to a point. I'm not like a strict practice. I don't, I don't practice it strictly, but I can't say I don't believe in it. And I think um, I think with me, well, I think well, look, anything's possible in theory, but the reality of that happening is where is where is where I can be stumped sometimes, you know? And 
yeah, and like meeting Beyonce, I thought, well, maybe that can happen one day. But, it, but then you think, oh, but is it really? And then, and then it, and it did. And she was, she was amazing. You, you are talking. I mean, no one is ever allowed to see this because I, I would, I would die of shame. But you're talking to someone who has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine pages of um, manifesting and vision boards above his computer. So I totally believe in all that. No judgment. No, I've got so many friends, like so many friends who do it. Like a good friend of mine is a singer, Sinead Harnett. She's incredible. Like she used to sing with Rudimental and Disclosure. She's a great artist in her own right. And um she and she just brought out this most gorgeous cover of this um Isley Brothers song, At Your Best, You Are Love, that Aaliyah covered in the nineties. And she had she visualized, she she shared her vision board the other day because she wanted to wow. she wanted to have the song promoted on a billboard. She wanted to be on a billboard one day. She wanted to be nominated for like um, a Soul Train Award or whatever. And she put up her visualization and all those things have come true. And and she shared it on her TikTok the other day. She's like she goes, I've been looking at this for God knows how many months and and look, you know. Yeah, so look, visualize away, mate. Visualize away. I've I've met a few people, or or, or, I I mean, I didn't meet Beyonce, but but (laughs) certain people live where their charisma um, just pops. And yeah, I would put I would put that Beyonce moment when she arrived. And also, I mean, I I like Meghan and Harry. I like Jay Z, but it was but it was it was Beyonce that was the one. Even more so than Jay Z, when she arrived, some, there was something in the air. People were, people were losing their minds, weren't they? Oh yeah, but she, but she has just, she is a true old school star. You know, I mean, of course, she's a normal person like the rest of us. She, 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 she goes to Lou. She probably has had a crusty nose in the past, like whatever. <laughs> but like, she, she exudes an almost like anointed like star power. You know. Like that level of talent, that work ethic, that dedication, like it's mad. Like um, a, a good friend of mine, um, so it's nice to jump in from the sky. But like, I'm very lucky to have very, very talented <laughs> friends. But a, a friend of mine, a Santa, she's a dancer and she danced at the Beychella show, but obviously she couldn't tell any of us. She had to sign like loads of NDAs and we didn't know until we watched it on TV. We were like, oh my God. Like she's a British girl and she went to go and live in, in LA. Um, for a few months and she worked so she worked with Beyonce and she oh did that show she said Clara never experienced anything like it in the best possible way she said she said I thought I'd work hard until I worked with that woman and she says it's just it's next level because uh, and the like the reason why Baychella was that good is because Beyonce you know she doesn't she doesn't fuck about I've got and, I've got yeah. I've got uh, goosebumps on my arms I mean I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't even at Baychella but you're right the, the way you describe the work ethic that's why these guys yeah. are you know Absolutely. Um, the least I can do before I chat with someone is do is do my homework. Now I know, obviously I don't know you, but through reading <laughs> with you, I know that you, as, as Derek Trotter would say, you've got both feet firmly on the terracotta. <laughs> classic, classic Only Fools reference. But g- given everything that has happened, and especially these past couple of years, mm-hmm. given how, given how beloved you are, how, how have you? Look, you and I, we we both know people who a little bit of fame has gone to their heads and they, they, might, they might never come back to the... the right. world. Um, let, let, me, let me sip my tea at that one, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm gutted I finished my coffee and I joined you on that. Um, <laughs> but what's, what's the key there? Because I think that's something we can all uh, learn from. 
I think, you know what? I, I think in my sort of industry, I think when you get to interview people as well, it's a great crash course on how to be and how not to be. And it's not about emulating other people, but it's about finding, you know, I guess uh, just a way of life within this crazy industry that just suits you. And for me, I'm like, look, you're only as famous as you act. Like, if I really, really, really wanted to, I could have made myself a very particular kind of quote unquote celebrity. I would have got myself an extremely famous boyfriend. I could have gone to every single faces place around central London at a particular time on a particular day of the week. Yeah. You know, I could post certain pictures that I know would get a particular kind of like attention. I could, I could do lots. I could do, you know, I could do every offer that I, that I've had when it comes to certain reality shows, whatever. I know, I know what I, I could have done and maybe still could do to be a particular kind of celeb. And I don't really particularly like using that word, but I haven't done that on purpose because A, I just, I just don't want to do it. (laughs) Like, you know, um, and I don't feel it. I don't, I just, I don't feel an intrinsic need to. And, and that's not to look down on people who make those choices because look, it's a wild tapestry, this game. And I would be a hypocrite if I said, I don't enjoy, you know, like watching like, I don't know, like a, like a Love Island or like a housewife show or whatever. Like I enjoy, I enjoy these people as much as the next person, but do I want that to be my lifestyle? Not particularly, sure. you know. And I just and I just think it's it's all very temporary, you know. Because at the end of the day, like whether I live to be a hundred and like a hundred and one, or like whether I die tomorrow, God forbid, I don't want to be like on my deathbed thinking, oh. And how did my legs look <laughs> like <laughs> on, the, on the Daily Mail, <laughs> or, like, or, or you know, or, or, or did I get a million likes on that picture? Like all of that shit. Like it's just all very temporary. And I don't know, man. It's just, I, I, I just, yeah. I mean, it, it's quite basic. It's just, it's, it's just how I feel, and I just think, um, I think I've been quite lucky in that way where. In many ways, and I, and I, and I'm quite grateful for it because I think for a while I was a bit like, oh, this is frustrating. I think I was somebody that was maybe a little bit overlooked for quite a few years, and and I say that in a sense, in, in many ways, there's so many, there's so many components that make up, um, you know, doing a job like broadcasting and presenting. Because of course, there's doing the day to day job. You know, there's there's turning up and doing my radio show, doing the telly jobs, and that's always that is will always be the most fundamentally important part of of what I do. Like it, it has to be, and it will always will be. Because if I don't do that well, then what's the point? You know. But then obviously, with that comes other things like you know, like the the type of uh, commercial opportunities you get, and the interviews you get, and, and X, Y, and Z. And and I remember for a while thinking like, oh, I consistently, you know, work hard. I I I like I do what I like to think is decent quality work, you know. Um, but I'm not getting the same opportunities as some people in my peer group. And 
and and I and I wonder why that is. And I, and I used to get I used to um, get um, really just quite bewildered by it. And I was never resenting anybody else because I could completely see why the people were getting opportunities. But I'm thinking, well, I've done yeah. that and that and that, just like that person. And 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 I think I was. I think there was yeah, there was quite a there was quite a long time. And I think I I guess to me I was a bit of an underdog. And I, and and. And in conversations I've had with people since, I think that was quite a bit of a that was quite a, a universal thought for anybody that gave, gave anything adjacent to a shit. And I was like, "McLaren, why aren't you getting that?" I was like, "I don't know." Like, and it, it, I, and and I think having that experience is what's as what's kept me sort of grounded. To answer yes. your question, like yeah. I because uh, I don't really exist in that super super tabloidy world of of um you know radio or tv presenters um that i think we're we're so i, I just don't i just i've never i don't i think you know strictly doing street is probably the most exposed i think i've ever been like to people publicly and that and that was education just that 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 new level of centuries i think because radio is my main thing you know you can go under the radar in a lot of ways and i think and I think that combined with just sort of not, I think, not being considered like of the look maybe to like, uh, to suit like, a, I don't know, like a, uh, like a, a commercial agenda or whatever has been like my, has been actually like the best thing that could have happened to me. Do you, do you follow what I'm saying? Do you get me? 100,000%. Yeah. One of my, one of my, all-time comedy heroes is, is Chris Rock. And something Chris Rock said, he said, mm. uh, you, you can be discovered too soon. You can never be discovered too late. Absolutely. And so Chris Rock said when he was a teenager, he got spotted by Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy takes him under his wing. He's part of that Eddie Murphy crowd in the 80s. And I think Chris Rock felt it nearly took him the best part of a decade to regain that credibility because he felt he'd been spotted too soon um and i think sometimes if you it, it can be very exposing can't it if you, mm. if you don't have that you know there's a friend of mine tom allen you know fantastic comedian but mm. again he'd been going for more than a decade until he caught that big break and so when he caught that break he had all that good stuff in the bank whereas had he been spotted when he'd only been going say a year he, he wouldn't have had that all that material all that experience all those skills to fall back on, and I guess that sort of applies to you in that when it when the oh one hundred percent I well, I, didn't, I, 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 love, go. I love that I love that phrase I'm gonna I'm gonna start using that thank you Chris Rock <laughs> thank you no but it's it's so true you know I think if I experienced everything I'd experienced in in just the past two to three years alone when I was like like twenty twenty one I would have lost the plot I would just I wouldn't have been emotionally mature enough to handle it. And I just think I wouldn't have been confident enough to handle it. I just, I, I mean, look, we can all get imposter syndrome at the flipping best of times, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just, I, 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 I just, I don't know what I would have done. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm genuinely very content with my lot. Like I'm, I'm happy with how things are. And and you know let let's see what this year brings you after that and, and the year after that. I, I, I watched that. I remember watching the Amy Winehouse documentary, and I just I just thought you know there by the grace of God, not just go I, but go any of us. I mean that poor girl, what you know what she had put upon her at such a young age. I mean that it, uh, that 
of all the documentaries I've seen, that is one that stayed with me so much. And talk about someone at a young age having just the weight of the world on their shoulders. You know, it's yeah. Um, it, it's like you know, my my five year old. You know, we watch. Um, she'll watch things with the with like the Disney child stars in them, and you just think, yeah, I wouldn't. Oh, I wouldn't well, this is the thing. It's like you know, I mean, it's like, like there's so many examples, like so many examples of. I mean, out of all of them, and it's just it's because the thing is, I don't think people remember. Generally speaking, like fame is not normal, right? Like, of course, people are people are born stars. Like, as we speak about, like Beyonce, Beyonce is a star. Like that yeah. girl had that woman had it in her from like from day one. And what her gift is is the gift to be able to perform. The fame is a byproduct of that gift. And one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment. You can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save fifty percent on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power twenty twenty three award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters May seventeenth. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile. com slash switch. Upfront payment of forty five dollars, equivalent to fifteen dollars per month, unlimited over forty gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. Active Mint customers by five thirty one twenty four get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May thirty first, twenty twenty four. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Being famous literally isn't normal. Like it is. It is not normal that there's a finite group of people in the world that the majority of the world know like if you just think about it like it's just it's so bizarre isn't it you know it's 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 so strange that uh, yeah but uh, yeah it's I mean like to think about it it's just a bit like whoa man like you know <laughs> and I promise I haven't smoked anything but like, <laughs> um, it's yeah it's it's, it's just odd it's strange. And I say that, and obviously, of course, when you do a public facing job, like people are going to look at it and they're going to remember you, but it's still strange, you know. There's a, there's a British actor, you know, Eddie Marsden, and he's known, he's been friends, yeah. he's been friends with Mickey Flanagan, I think for like, tw- I'm going to say 20, maybe even 30 years. Yeah. And when they were young men, they had this phrase, uh, what you want is uh, an extraordinary career but an ordinary life. And that, I mean, that, that again, that's a great, a great mantra. Absolutely. Uh, and, and you know what? That is, that is 100% how to live, how to live. Like I love the fact that 
I can go to the shops and no one really hassles me. Occasionally, I'll be like, hey, Clara, how's it going? Cool, whatever. But I'm not getting, like, you know, followed down the street by paps. Like, thank God. Oh, my God. I couldn't think. I've, I've got friends who, yeah, who get paps, like, just going to the shops and, like, you know, or when they're out with their kids or with their partner oh, or just God. going to And I just, I couldn't think of anything worse. No. <laughs> it's funny, actually. So I remember when I first joined, um, when I first joined Radio 1, there was this paparazzi outside of work here. And um, and he was there, and he, he was there, he's there every day. Um, he's not there as, as as much. I still see him around at events. And I know he fucking hates me, and I'm, honestly, it's absolutely fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I remember um, he tried, because it was the first time, I think it was like my first days going in, like to do that slot. So this would have been like May 2015. And I wasn't expecting it. Like, he just got a camera in my face. I was like, oh, my God. And I was quite stunned. And and simultaneously at that time, there was this girl that was always out there. She was like a bit of a pop music fangirl. And looking back now, I think she was in cahoots with, with the... Um, with the paparazzi, I think he either like paid her a bit of money yeah. to like to to lure in like sort of pop stars and like presenters over going in and out of the building so he could get his money shots. And I think I flippantly said to her like, so I think she said, "Oh, Clara, can I have a picture?" I flippantly said to her, "Well, I'd rather you than that bloody pap." Not that deep. Anyway, lo and behold, about an hour later, maybe not shorter than that, I get this tweet: "Oh, Clara Anto, you need to check your attitude." Calling me this, and there's a reason why. Um, Firm was one of the most photographed DJs in the world because she's got a good attitude and blah blah blah. I was thinking, like, first of all, fuck you because yeah. a you wrongly assumed what I place importance on. You assume that I I'm desperate to get photographed on my way into work or when I'm not. You assume that Fern wants that when I know for a fact <laughs> she's a good friend of mine. She does not, and it's just like don't talk to me like that, like. But again, because of how we've been conditioned to view celebrity and what and what these people think we want, it's like, well, you should be you should be flattered that I want to take your pitch going into work. And it's like, mm, well, not really. Listen, there's context for everything. When I go to a premiere, whether I'm hosting it or attending, and I'm all dressed up and I'm in an outfit and I'm giving you and I'm giving you a look that me and my stylist have worked on, babe, take my picture, have at it. I'm I'm out there to peacock and show off. Sure. But it's just, and I know some people might eye roll, be like, you, you can't have it two ways. But I, look, I think that there's nuance to everything. But dude, like, I was literally brand new to my job, and you like, you put this camera in my face. I was so startled, and the comment that I made to that girl was so flippant. It was more compliment. I said, yeah, of course, I'm going to take a picture of you, sweet, sweet young, sweet young girl who just loves pop music and whatever, rather than that bloody pat. But the way he came at me, and it was just with this vim of just like, how dare you? And just the assumption, like. Because I know people, I know people that that I definitely have got like low key deals of like paps and like you know. Oh, oh yeah. gosh, hang on. My DPD li- delivery's here. <laughs> I ordered some candles. One second. Brilliant. <laughs> oh. Hello. Oh gosh, right. He should be rolling up now. No. I ordered some candles. They're, they're my part. They're part of my sort of, uh, you know. Self care ritual, as they say, but yeah, um, but that's the thing, and, and I, I just remember like around that, that was a really um interesting experience. And, and basically, but since then, like, um, I think he said to someone because I remember I was I was at an event, and then um, 
Oh gosh, oh no, he's at the door door. Right, one sec. Uh, Hello. Uh, you're right. Bye. Bye. Yeah, that's me. Thanks very much. Oh, yeah. So, um, and I just remember after that happened, I think I'd gone to another event. Um, I think I was hosting it. That was it. I was hosting a premiere. And then obviously afterwards or before you go and do like, you do your, um, your, your little second repeat moment or whatever. And then, um, and then this other guy that as well as other paps that I see around, he's, he's very pleasant and really, really kind. He was like, Oh yeah, you're known as one that doesn't like to have a picture taken. I was like, <laughs> and it just, well, no, it just made me laugh. <laughs> you know, it's that, a funny old game. It's a funny old game. I was going to say, that, that incident says everything about him. That's the thing, isn't it? It's uh, It tells you all you need to know. Um, the thing is, look, I get it. People are just trying to do their jobs. But um, but that isolated incident, I was just a bit like, okay, hum, like, don't talk to me like that. And just and don't. And, yeah, just don't assume. It's just that. Um, but then I guess around that time, like 2015, that was a very, very like pappy time, I think. Cause we were like, I think we were in the thick of it with so many like shows culturally, like, you know, your Towies, like all, all that kind of yes. thing. Where I just think there was, we were just very, we were just very, very into that pap a minute culture. That's so true. I totally forgot. Yeah, it was, and it was really, it was just really heavy for that around that period. Cause that was like 2015, but that, that, that sort of period between like what, 20, I'd say 2011, 2012, up until about 2016, like we were just, we were obsessed as a nation. Like I think it's it's different. It's not, I think I think it has changed slightly, but I just remember it being very, very peak back then. I, I, I mean, this is just my opinion. I, I wonder if the whole celebrity, culture of celebrity will change because of what we've all gone through this past 12 months. So, uh They've been. I won't oh, name I think, oh, it's, it's already changing. Like you've seen the backlash. Like you know, I was going to say, people, yeah. like you know, recently people are taking their holidays when they really shouldn't be, and all of that. I think, I think it's already started. Like I think, I you know, I've definitely noticed. Well, I think we, we, we personally. I mean, I never was really one to follow like kind of like influencers, and that's and that's no shade. That's just that's just my that's just my personal choice. But I think. Um, I think people look, people will definitely want escapism through like through the images they're presented. Like there are some Instagrams that I follow and think, oh wow, you do look nice, that looks great. Whatever. I think there's just there's a there's a line between sort of like, let me offer you some joy, let me offer you some escapism. But, uh, and there's 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 a line between that and just sort of like, no, 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 my life's better than yours, even though the world is like like a, like just melting, <laughs> you know. People are dying, I know, but oh my god, look at me in my bikini and Barbados. Oh my god, like <laughs> I don't care. I don't care, hon. Read the room, mate. You know, literally, literally read the room. So that's why when Olivia Atwood like just was like called everyone out the other day, I was like, "Come on, babe, talk it, talk it, yeah. tell them." <laughs> Fantastic. May, may I ask, where, how did you? You know, you have this this meant this feeling of justifiable feeling of I'm the underdog. This 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 hasn't. I'm doing well, but you know, it could be it could be even more. How mm. did you? I'm almost asking this for, as like a because as, as a sports fan, I can think of lots of sports uh, people and lots of teams who had this underdog mentality, and then they maybe hired a, a psychologist or, or they got a new manager in or something changed, and they stopped feeling like an underdog. They feel like a winner, and things changed. Did you 
what did you, what did you do to to change that feeling to go from an underdog to now get you know to go to this beloved people's champion who, who's absolutely uh oh well that's a very that's a very kind thing to say um yeah it's uh it's a funny it's been it's been a gradual process i think i've had to sort of just kind of get real with myself even just the other week i had to be like clara you know what like come on it's it's a funny one though isn't it because i think I am fueled by so many different things, whether it's the underdog thing, self-doubt, but then like a weird confidence that, that I've retained from sort of like, I think I got that inherited from my dad, but then, but then there's that sort of thing where you think, well, why the fuck not? Why can't I do this? Like, it's just, it's a mishmash of, of lots of things, but recently I've just had to be like, Clara, just look at the receipts, look at your receipts. So going back to what I was saying about, yeah. you know, finding all my old ticket stubs and like my interview cards and like just looking at my CV, like, because even like having to like remake showreels or whatever and, you know, and just understanding like my peer group and, and, and just accepting where I am and just being like, you, de- you deserve to be here. Like, it's not an accident. You did work really hard. You continue to work hard. Like, what do you think was going to happen? <laughs> you know, and I think I've, def- I've had to start having a word with myself so much more in, in that way. And it's, um, and I think it's start. and I think, yeah, I think it's starting to work. Because even like doing Strictly, I had the absolute time of my life. I loved it. But even doing that, I think I definitely let um, some negativity get to me. Because I know I can dance. I had, a, I had a fab time dancing. And and looking back, I know I could have gotten further. Actually, I, I, I'm in my gut, I know I could have. But I think I, I let myself get overwhelmed. And I think <clears throat> I think I, I didn't go in it with that sort of like shark winner's mentality. Like, yeah, I'm in it to win it. I'm going to get that. I, I, I never went in it. <clears throat> when in it like that and but I wish I I um I wish I sort of internalized people's good wishes towards me just that little bit more to give me that true boost of like self-belief because I I think I was so overwhelmed by how lovely people people were honestly people were so kind like were so lovely and so kind to me like in, in, a, in a way that I've never experienced it was it was overwhelming the whole, the whole situation was surreal. And I think it was just so sort of like, uh, and I think, yeah, you know. Yeah, I think I just, I think I, I let that sort of, um, so I think when, I, on the days where I was doubting myself, I thought, oh, I don't know, da, 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 da. I just, I wish I, I wish I went to that store of like public support to boost myself just that little bit more. Because I, because I, I think you know, but I think it always comes down to thinking about like what you deserve, doesn't it? It's like why do I think I don't deserve to be here, or you know? And uh, but then, but, that th- but I think that was one of the greatest lessons I took away, you know, from doing the experience. Not the glitter ball, but just okay, Clara, you need to accept some, you need to accept some goodness in your life, babe. Like, you know. Well, well I think of another another uh, beautiful moment in your. I'm not, I'm not, I will I feel myself crying already. <laughs> another really beautiful moment. You spoke. <laughs> I, man, I can, I can. It doesn't take. Oh, here we go. Another moment where you must have realised that this, you know, you talk about this store of of goodwill from from the people, and I think part of it is you speak you you speak from the 
the heart. And when you, I wanted to ask you about, is your, does the world feel a little bit, a little bit lighter now that you know the inauguration took place this week? There's a, you know, hopefully there's a sea change there. One of the first things Biden has done is, you know, sign all these things, reversing some of the things. Mm-hmm. But you know, you, you you talked from the heart after the the, the horrific George Floyd incident, and the, and there was this. I could feel at the time this just this swell of support for you because you were talking about mental health. You were speaking candidly. Um, I just wondered if the events of the past few days, if you'd felt more positive for for, for what had happened uh, in the US, given things have changed. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I watched the inauguration, and and it just it just felt really good to put it extremely basically. I mean. There are so many levels to, to to it. I mean, besides Lady Gaga and Jennifer, um, <laughs> but no. But on a, on a, no. But on a serious level, I mean, look, the fact that Jennifer Lopez inserted her own song into her performance to me was like the beautiful chaos that I, I love her for. Like, oh, good, fantastic, fantastic. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just you know it was incredible. Like I just um, it's look. <sighs> We know that Biden and Kamala are not going to be an instant magic wand. Like, no, it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. But, you know, seeing the events of the insurrection, like, the, what, literally, what, just two weeks ago at the time of us recording this, and, and what we're being presented with now, like, you literally couldn't make it up. You could not make it up. And I thought, and even though that, that event was completely abhorrent, I'm like, you know what? You came in, you came in like that, and that's your legacy on how you're going to leave me. So 45, see you later. Yeah. And, you know, listening to how President Joe Biden spoke, you know, and how Kamala spoke, and how, and how everybody involved spoke, but it just, yeah, it, 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 you, I just feel a bit more renewed. I just feel hopeful. I think we, I think we all do. You know, when you hear somebody speak with like with sincere, like with just, with just pure sincerity, and with, and I'm not going to use the word tolerant. I don't like the word tolerant. It irritates me. Um. There's that openness, you know. When you hear somebody speak with like, a sincere openness to everybody and not just the people that look like him, that's that's it's really powerful. And on that on that stage, on a day like that, you know, that's that's incredible. When you see Amanda Gorman, like you know, and seeing her speak, fantastic. Because I thought, yeah, this is this is what people need to see. You know, this is what people. This is what people need to see. You know, because this isn't just that uh, the America that we that, that you know that we observe. You know, via the news, this is the world around us. It looks like different people. It is different people. We've been. We are. You know, our societies have been built around the dominance of of one of one group of people, and it's and it's and it's and it's literally like you know, and off the backs of the work of another group of people and it's just, and it's literally not fair. And so, you know, to see Amanda Gorman, to see Kamala, to, to hear Joe speak how he spoke, 
to hear Lady Gaga, to see Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. You know, because that's looking at, you know, and to see the people that, 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 that Joe has employed. It's saying, yes, the world is black, the world is white. The world, the world is is Latinx. The world is gay. The world is straight. The world is trans. The world is a, is a, is you know is able bodied. Is is it is, is 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 the world has has disability. The world is everything. The world is no diverse. Like it's 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 everything, you know. And I think and I think that's it's it, it's just it's just important to see. Yeah, I I mean there's there's so many levels this shit, man. Like I could go on forever. It's just. But the way the way in which I articulate it isn't the most pr- profound, but it's just you know. I mean, because I remember like I can't remember who it was. Actually, a lot of people have said this. If you think about like when Obama was president, you know, there there are there are little kids who for eight years, the first eight years of their life, only knew like a black man as the leader of the quote unquote free world, and that's really amazing. Yeah, that was like yeah. I was gonna say I think that was more profound than than you perhaps realise. That was that was what you just said. There was absolutely uh, spellbinding. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, well, but look, you've been so generous with your time. But be, before you go, there was one one thing you'd said in a, a previous interview that really made me smile. Uh, and it was when we were happiest, and you said it was when we got Sky when we were eleven years old. And I, and <laughs> yeah. life changing. No, I'm not even joking though. I totally. I miss that that giddy that giddy joy that something like that would bring you, where you you know you you know your heart would almost miss a beat with with the excitement. Oh, what? it was honestly one of the best, and I'll never forget because we had these two salesmen come to our door. They're called Harry and Gary, and like one was British and one was American. I remember my dad was just a bit like, okay, hmm, hmm, okay, what's the meaning? Like he was he was a bit like I think he knew he was going to get it, but was trying to just give give them sort of like I don't buy this. I think my dad didn't want to you know give them the satisfaction of being uh, you know a, a, an easy customer. But I just remember thinking it was the best thing ever, and. That and getting that those channels, you know, inform me of so much of the pop culture that I love and like, you know, the cultural references that made me feel better about who I am. So many things, and it was, and it was, and I just, and you know, coming back from school, doing my homework as quick as I could, just so I could just have like hours of like watching like Nickelodeon, like Disney Channel, whatever. Best, best thing ever. I like one of the happiest times of my life. What do you? What do you do? <laughs> What do you do now to try bring that? I mean, it's such a selfish question because I really am asking this for myself. What What do you do now? Oh, to, go on. To try bring that same level of joy. Is there Is there anything that? that we oh, do? I do. I did the same thing. Like even just yesterday, I was just like, I remember I was on my sofa and I was like, I, I mean, I've got a few things on my to do list, but nothing like stuff that I can like pee around. Nothing like, oh my god, if I don't do this by this time, like I'm gonna get in trouble with whatever person. I was thinking, I haven't got fuck all to do tonight. Besides a bit of boring admin, I ordered my little cheese. I ordered some cheesecake, and I just and I just got my Netflix on, and I was unbothered alone on my sofa, and I just I felt so good. Nice. And and I and uh, the good thing is, obviously, with all the streaming services that we have, you can now regress back to like your teen years and your childhood years just watch all the shit that you just loved and that's and that's all I've been doing nice like I've been binge watching like Sister Sister which I just adore but I've been I've been watching like This Is Us because you know I'm a masochist for just crying <laughs> just, I don't know if anybody watches it I'm sure that someone out there 
listens to this podcast, watches This Is Us, and you know what that show does to a person emotionally. But you know, it's, like, it's very much in a vein like Grey's Anatomy. I once interviewed uh, Sterling K. Brown. I oh, he's amazing. He's a st- he's so- and also the guy is clearly so loyal because mm. he's so. I mean, he's. I mean, again, I could talk for an hour about his talent. He's so talented. He can do. I mean, I, I once I said to him, I said, uh, I said, the thing with you is, you make me laugh one minute, and then I'm sobbing my eyes out the next. Mm. But I, I imagine offer after offer will come his way. But he's committed to that project. Oh. I mean, what a what an amazing. Guy. I mean, they may as well call the show like "This Is Randall" at this point because he's <laughs> just. But he's, they, like, he's, they know he's, how amazing he's, he is, don't they? No, he he's phenomenal. Like even the past episode that just came out, I was I was on the floor because it just because you know, as somebody who's lost a parent, it just you know, I was I was on like we. I mean, anyone who's who's experienced any sort of bereavement, I mean that show. It, it, well, it's, it's based around bereavement, isn't it? But these last few episodes, like him sort of like tracing his like lineage and just his his the, the double loss of like, I mean, no spoiler alert of what he's actually, uh, let me not, because I don't want this is us Twitter to come to me. But um, I, I was on the floor. And, 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 but, uh, but that is part of my sort of routine, watching watching things and listening to things that make me want to feel something, whether that's pure escapism or whether it's like, you know, like cathartic there's certain drama that just forces you to sort of tell the truth about your own life doesn't it and i think this is us is one of those shows and it's so it's such a it's just such great tv i, I normally end by asking what do you do for balance but i guess I, I, maybe you've just, you've, you've just answered it it's watching uh streaming services and unwinding or is yeah there, is there all, all of that all i think it's just yeah Watching things that make me feel whole and comforting, comforted. Watching a lot of trash. I love Wendy Williams. I'm obsessed with her. It's That's one of my resolutions. Well, I mean, when we can travel, I want to hop on a plane and go to New York and go to a taping of the Wendy Williams show. Like, she's the definition of a problematic fave. Like, she's she's awful but amazing at the same time. And I just love her. And I, and I, I truly watch her TV show as comfort in the background when I'm, like, doing my stuff at home. It just, yeah, it just makes me feel good. That is a profound bit of balance I'm giving you. Trash, a trash-talking American gossipy TV show host, uh, sipping my sipping my herbal tea and then crying to This Is Us. That is the balance I find it I have in my life. Uh, I, what, I, I, admit, I admitted at the start that lockdown three had been a struggle. You, my friend, have just made my soul sing. So, Oh, you. you that was wonderful. I can't thank you enough. God, uh, God bless oh, you. God bless you. Take care, Clara. Lovely to chat to you. Take care, love. You too. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Lovely to chat to you. Wonderful. So good. Uh, Huge thanks again to Super Clara. Never met her. But as you could tell, we were were away from the off. So hopefully uh, one day I'll get to thank her personally. So uh, you can can follow or you can follow. It's up to you. Uh, Clara Amfo across the socials. She's on Live Lounge. On BBC Radio 1. I've never sounded more 42 the way I said that. <laughs> on the wireless. Um, and then series one and two of her podcast, This City, uh, is available now. So uh, once again, huge thanks to Clara. And huge thanks to uh, to all of you. Uh, lots of you have been... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go full Alan Partridge here. Uh, lots of you have been listening since the return, and so I'm myself and Balance very grateful. Means a lot. Thanks very much. Keep supporting us. Keep uh, that sounded needy, didn't it? Please, 
Um, <laughs> if you share the podcast, uh, we are at Balance LDN across the socials. I am at James Gill Comedy. Take care, and uh, I'll see you next week. All the best. Bye bye bye. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 